0: We'll also educate you about the financial world and encourage you to think about solutions to some of the problems and question marks you might face in your own financial life. So let's get to the show. It's time for The Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien. Hello and welcome to The Financial
1: Answer. Thank you so much for tuning in the program again. This week we are on the airwaves. Nathan O'Brien, a registered investment advisor at O'Brien & Associates, the founder as well here alongside me. I'm your co-host, Mark Killian, and we hope that you stick around with us for the next hour as we talk about the worlds of finance and retirement. But do not turn off your radio yet because we actually are kind of fun and have a good time. And try yes, to educate you. Yeah, we try to get uh, some wisdom out there as well. How you doing, Nathan? I'm doing great, doing really good. We've got a great show
2: lined up today. You know, before we get started, I want to take a second to let our listeners know that, you know, you're in a world where you're constantly bombarded 24-7 with news and information, and and that really makes it difficult for you to discern what you should be listening to and, and what you need to avoid. Unfortunately, even with all of this information in your face all the time, you're worse now at making decisions than you've ever been. And you know we're here to help. We're here to help you build confidence and clarity in what you're doing, which will ultimately lead to your peace of mind with retirement and with your investments. You know, now's the time to make sure that you're doing the right thing. Now is the time for you to learn. So, make sure you're taking the right steps for your financial future and making the right decisions for your situation. We're here to help you with unbiased fiduciary advice. We've got a lot of great topics today and, you know, the first one that we're going to talk about, which is really appropriate for this weekend, <laughs> is uh, since it's Mother's Day tomorrow. That's right. That's yeah, right. we're going to we're going to talk about financial planning with mom. And and I know Mark, all of our listeners are just like, "Okay, how does my mom have anything to do <laughs> with, with retirement planning or financial planning? But we've actually got some really good yeah. correlations yep. with things that, that your mom says or said to you that uh, you may hear in the financial world. So that's I'm looking true. forward to getting into this. And depending
1: yeah. on your mom, uh, some of us have some moms that were probably harping on us from the word go, you need to save. <laughs> you need to save, right? That's I know we've right. had some moms like that. Well, listen, okay. as Nathan said, that's a, that's a great point. Uh, here to educate, here to uh, hopefully help you learn a little bit. And if you'd like to get your own financial answers, reach out to Nathan at 855-51-COACH anytime throughout the program or at all. Just jot that number down and call when it's convenient. 855-51-COACH. Again, 855-51-COACH. Uh, there's no cost or anything for the consultation. So just give him a call and get yourself on the calendar. And as Nathan mentioned, let's talk about uh, let's talk about mom. Happy Mother's Day, first of all, to yeah, the yeah, ladies out right. there. That's right. Uh, we uh, we couldn't do it without you. <laughs> Absolutely not.
2: Mom's- I try not to let Tanya know that, you know, yeah. my wife. But uh, but anyway, I do have to remind her that occasionally that you know I couldn't make it in this world without hey, you
1: you know what i know we got some guys out there that are going suck-ups but it's yeah, true yeah. no it is it's, you know, if you're being honest with yourself fellas the ladies all ladies make the world go round so uh, no matter what your preference about anything is in life without the ladies there to help us out uh, we wouldn't be here i mean that's just the bottom yeah, line that's right we all need mom so in honor of mother's day we'll talk about a few of those things that you mentioned nathan so we're going to start with the classic and i got to see how you're gonna how you're. <laughs> um, Gonna, oh, you're I, gonna I work heard this, this. A lot. I bet you did. <laughs> so the classic mom line, because I said so.
2: <laughs> yeah, the famous
1: four words right there. Yep. Because I said so.
2: That now, was exactly how she said it. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I because I
1: said so. Now a lot That's of times right. when we heard that mom was Probably peeved off, right? She was she was not a happy camper. Yeah, with because I,
2: you know it was me. I just you know I kept on. I was like, come on, why, 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 can't why? I, why, why can't I go there? Why can't I do this? Yeah. Why? Come because on, I said you know? so. Yeah, that's what it ultimately would come out. And then you're like, okay, game okay. over. That's all. I yeah, do. that's all.
1: That or the whole name. If you got because I said so or your whole name, you were in trouble. <laughs> that's you know? true. If I heard oh, yeah, Christopher Marcus, true. I was in serious. I was in serious. You know, you know what? But I think sometimes mom would say because I said so when she really just maybe didn't have an answer right yeah like that's the best thing she could come up with so she hit us with that
2: right i think you know and and in my mind this always came out at the worst possible time
1: you know (laughs) i mean
2: this was something that i would hear and i'd be like ah, crap that's not what i want to hear at this point you know but it was when i always wanted to go do something fun or whatever i thought anyway right you know looking back one of the times that i remember this the most from my mom was I guess I was about sixteen, maybe I had just started driving, so I assume I was sixteen. And all my friends were going to have a party on Fourth of July. Oh, we're going to get to your friends okay. in a
1: moment, by the way. Yeah.
2: <laughs> okay, all right. I'm sure we got some good stuff there too. But uh, but yeah, Fourth of July weekend, going to go to the river with my friends. And uh, you know, I was telling mom about it because you know I could tell dad, but he was like, "Ask your mom." <laughs> you know, so exactly. It didn't matter what he said. <laughs> but uh, so uh, anyway, I asked her about it, and she was like like, now nah, you're not going. And, you know, I, I mean, looking back, she knew what was going to go on, you know, and all that stuff. And, and she knew it was, a you know, something I need to, didn't need to be doing at 16 years old, you know, because yep. I probably didn't have the most common sense in the world at that point. No. And, uh, <laughs> so, so uh, anyway, so I got the four famous words because I said, so, you know, after 15 minutes of back and forth between us and, uh, yep. and I didn't go. So, you know, and, and, When it comes down to it, though, we do hear this
1: a lot in the financial world. I was going to say, now, how are you going to tie this together?
2: Yeah, I mean, it is something that uh, that we hear sometimes, and you know, maybe the recommendations that the advisor has for you, or whatever, something that you don't really understand. Um, it's important that you don't get the basically the equivalent of "because I said so" from your financial
1: advisor. Right? Because, so you should just be in this uh, yeah. investment because I said it works. Right? No, okay. that's
2: right. You don't want to hear that. I mean, that's that's not that's not the answer. Okay, they're not giving you any real information based on that choice there, or based on that, that wording that they're giving you. So, you know, it, it's best in this case, a lot of times what I've heard from people is they're getting rushed into making financial decisions. Um, and so the advisor saying, Hey, you gotta do this, you gotta do this, you know, before the end of the week or whatever. And you know, this oh, is something, okay. yeah. And, and so it's because I said, so reason, I think it's going to be the best thing for you, that kind of stuff. But you know, This is something that's important for people to understand what I'm about to say, okay? If it's a good decision investing-wise, if it's a good decision today, It's going to be a good decision in three months or six months. Okay. So don't be rushed into investing in anything that you don't understand or, you know, trying to be forced into something because the advisor just says, hey, this is going to be the best thing out there. You need to really get what you're doing and what you're trying to accomplish through the investment vehicle.
1: And ask questions on that recommendation. It's okay to say, okay, uh, so again, explain that I'm not quite understanding you. Why is this a good recommendation for me?
2: yeah yeah and uh and you know just go into details and and make the advisor go into details. that's their job, they're supposed to be able to explain that to you on a level you understand, so don't fall back to the pressure maybe that you get, you know, because I said so, or, you know, this is the best thing to do or whatever. And well, but or yeah, this is the I, I, I'm sure but, I,
1: for, you know, um, for me, if an advisor said, because I said, so I'm walking out the door, but, <laughs> that's right. but, they, but that's you may right. hear sort of that. Well, because I think it's the right thing for you. Okay. Yeah. Well, just tell me why, why? Yeah.
2: yeah. Why? Give me some reasons why that's the right thing. So, um, you know, and, and, you know, just because it had great performance over the past six months or year, that's not an answer. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. That's not a good answer. You need to have more understanding than that because, you know, market goes in cycles, different things do different, you know, have different returns all the time. So, you know, things are going to be really favorable at one point and, and, you know, out of favor at any other time. So, uh, make sure you understand what's happening, why that recommendation is being made.
1: Okay. Well, we're doing some financial planning with mom here, taking some of those famous lines that we've all gotten from our mother <laughs> and kind of uh, parlaying those into the financial realm here with Nathan O'Brien on the financial answer. eight five five fifty one coach If you'd like to talk with Nathan and ask some questions and get uh, some, some better explanations to some recommendations maybe you've heard along the way or things that you've got going on, maybe you've got a plan in place and you just want to get a second opinion, Nathan's a great resource to talk to. Again, he is a local investor Investor coach. He is registered investment advisor at O'Brien and Associates here in the Hub City. Nathan, I bet you probably got this one too. If you want to act like a child, I'm going to treat you like one. (laughs) That's right. Now, this one I know we've all heard, but I'm really curious where you're going to take this from the financial aspect.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, I heard this a lot between the age of probably 13 and, if I was going to be honest, 30. But but, uh, more, more than likely, a lot of times between 13 and 17, you know, and when I heard this from my mom, it was basically just a slap in the face for me to, you know, wake up and realize that what I did or what I was about to do was stupid. Right. Okay. So, and immature, you know, that's right. <laughs> that's right. So, you know, on the investing side of this, when it comes to investing, most people don't understand their risk. Okay. And that's right. a very basic thing, you know, when, it, when we talk about investing. So uh, that's why, you know, you're likely to invest in things that are have more risk and are riskier than you should. And, and that's maybe why we you end up know, having, right? You probably yeah, don't even know the that's, risk. That's right. And you know, we end up seeing people that are 60 years old investing like they're 30. So that's where we kind of get the, if you want to act like a child, your, your broker's going to treat you like one probably <laughs> and, and, you know, and do whatever right. you want to do. And so, um, you know, that's not necessarily the best thing for you in that situation. And so, the way to protect yourself is to, you know, have your advisor explain again, explain standard deviation, what that is in the portfolio or in the investment that they're recommending and remember guys standard deviation is just a measurement of risk it's a measurement of volatility so you know when you're having that conversation with your advisor make sure you ask what is the standard deviation what is the volatility measurement not is it conservative moderate or aggressive that tells you nothing okay you've got to know the standard deviation and then make the advisor explain to you what that means because That's going to keep you from getting into an aggressive allocation when you're 65, and you don't need to be in an aggressive allocation, more than likely.
1: More than likely, right. Yeah,
2: more than likely in that situation. So.
1: And, well, we've talked about risk analysis before, right? Yeah. And, getting, yeah, and just yeah. getting that risk analysis, so that to, to your point, so that you are not investing uh, like you're 30 if you're 60. You know, depending, every situation is different, of course, but for the most part, you do not want to be in that situation. And a lot of those big brokerage houses do have a tendency to maybe put us at more risk than we should be just because it's, I don't, I don't necessarily, necessarily out of, uh, not out of anything mean or nefarious, but it's kind of their MO, right? It's kind of their standard operating kind of procedure.
2: Yeah, it is. I mean, you know, a great example, and this is something you could test out with your advisor, is just, you know, if you go, if you talk to your advisor and you say, hey, I want to buy XYZ stock, Okay. okay, you tell them you want to do that. If they say okay, and they go ahead and do that in your allocation, they're not an advisor,
1: so they just took your order. They just took, took your order, your order. Yeah, yeah,
2: that's just an order taker. That's all that is. Okay, they're they're doing a transaction for you. They're getting paid on that transaction. So that's not financial advice. That's just simply a broker. They're taking okay, yeah. care of that business for you. So if you know if you do that, if you talk to your advisor and you say, I want to buy XYZ stock or this mutual fund, And they, or whatever, they don't probe you on they that. Right, you know, and okay. they don't say, Okay let's understand why you want to do that first and let's see, you know, what's going on here. And then, you know, I mean, ultimately when, when my clients ask that, I mean, I'm saying no most of the time because <laughs> it's not really a good decision over the long term for what they're trying to accomplish. So that's financial advice.
1: Well, that's a great point that you, and the way that you're making that is because it's simple. Just, you know, as you said, do a little bit of test there to kind of yeah. find out if the person is really looking out for your best interest as a fiduciary, you have that obligation to look out for the best interest. And at the end of the day, it's the person's money, it's the person's wishes. And if they really you really want it done, you really want it done, but your advisor should be able to say, okay, you know here's the pros and cons on both sides. you know I don't think you should do it or I do think you should do it. Yeah, you know that kind right. of situation. And, and <coughs> as right. so to your point when you say, you know do this uh, for me, if they just do it without any you know kind of any pushback whatsoever, then they're just an order taker. And, and, it's that's kind of, okay and that's if okay if that's what you're looking for. Right. But if
2: you're looking for an advisor, then evidently that person's not it in that situation. Exactly.
1: Thank you. Yeah. yeah. And that's a great way to think about it. So again, if you have these questions and you have these concerns, that's why we're here on the Financial Answer. Just to talk about these things, get you thinking in a direction, and then you can come in and sit down and ask your own questions and get your own financial answers. 855-51-COACH. 855-51-COACH. And of course, the last thing you want to do is you want to be like your friends, because if your friends jumped off a bridge would you do it too? (laughs) That's our last mom line, right? If all your friends are going to jump off the bridge, Nathan, are you going to do it too?
2: Fortunately, I didn't hear that one a whole lot when I was growing up, but I did hear it occasionally, you know? So that was, you know, I remember one time this was in the fourth grade. I remember this like it was yesterday. Okay. I'm 40 years old and and, and this is like it was yesterday. So um, I was out on the playground of recess. Okay. When we actually used to have recess and uh, I was out there with all of my friends and we were playing around the uh, the monkey bars and the you know the jungle gym right. area there, all of that, and we found some batteries, just some single double A batteries, you know, laying around out there. Did you like, tongue cool. test them. No, we didn't tongue test them. We were we we got the smart idea that we were going to try to bust them open and see what was inside. Okay, (laughs) so we were grabbing rocks and hitting them with that and throwing them down on the pavement and just all kinds of stuff. And and you know we thought everything was fine. We ended up you know breaking open one or two of them or whatever. We thought everything was fine. About two hours later during the day, I get a call over the intercom for my name and all of my (laughs) friends Uh to come to the principal's office. (laughs) And so evidently, what had happened, one of the guys that was that was with us, uh, he got some acid on his hands uh. and got some on his clothing and that kind of stuff. And so, needless to say, I missed recess for the next couple of weeks <laughs> because <laughs> of that. But you know, it uh, it comes down to you know on the investing side of this and on the financial side. You know, it's stunning how many people make financial decisions based on what their friends do and what their
1: coworkers do. Very true. Okay,
2: yeah, and and you know, I mean, this happens all the time in the work scenario. Yeah, hey, I got a hot I got
1: a hot tip for you, right? <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, that's right. That's right. You're sitting around the break room and hey, check out how my four oh one K did this last month. You know, I moved it all to the most aggressive over here and check out what it did, you know, and and you know, if you're sixty, you don't need to be there probably. And you know, so people are making decisions because you know, of what their friends do or how that, you know, they missed out. So they think they need to take advantage of that and they end up doing something that's really stupid for their investing and for their retirement. And so just because your friend's you know, jumped off the bridge, you don't want to do that also. Just because they invest in that super aggressive allocation doesn't mean that you need to do it. doesn't mean that it's best for you to do in that situation.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. could agree with you more there on that one. And, and I tell you what, uh, you know, we've had some some fun here on this segment talking about financial planning with mom and honors of, of Mother's Day. But we do need to hit a break here in just a okay. second. So okay. uh, we had some good response, some good emails that have come in uh, and, and calls that came in last week about the Investor Awareness Guide. So let's go ahead and make that available to folks again and complimentary and just yeah. let us know how uh what the, what that is and how they can get it
2: Yeah. So this guide is just great. I mean, a lot of people are kind of concerned with their investments right now. The market's down a little bit. People are concerned. Are they doing the right thing? Maybe it lost a little more than you were expecting. So this investor awareness guide is just going to help you understand some stumbling blocks that a lot of people face. There's seven stumbling blocks that I'll discuss in this, these kind of roadblocks that people run into that where they make mistakes in investing, things that they do that are detrimental to their financial future. And then I'm going to show you some things that you that you can do to fix that and how to avoid that going forward. This is a great guide to help you understand how to invest for your future and how to do a better job for your future. And uh, it's not long. It's only about 20 pages. So uh, if you want to get your free copy of that, we will send you a copy in the mail and also we will email you uh, a copy of this. So all you have to do, give our office a call 855-51-COACH. Let us know that you want the Investor Awareness Guide. Give us a phone number to call you back and in case we can't answer at the time we'll get back with you and we will get this investor guide sent out to you yep. as quickly as possible
1: and get it right over to you 855-51-COACH if you'd like your own investor awareness guide or if you'd like to just have a consultation with Nathan 855-51-COACH 855-51-COACH we will be back here in just a moment with more financial answer or call 855-51-COACH. Stay tuned. There is more coming up on The Financial Answer.
3: Can't get those burning financial questions out of your head? Better keep listening to The Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien.
1: Well, you're back here with us on The Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien. We certainly appreciate your time here today on the program. Eight five five fifty one. coach is your number to call to talk with Nathan. He's a registered investment advisor, chartered retirement planning counselor, as well as local SmartVestor Pro with Dave Ramsey. So a great, great resource here in the Hub City. If you've got questions or concerns about your financial and investing life, your retirement life, give Nathan a call, get on the calendar, have a conversation and a consultation. Uh, he's got an office in Jackson and Huntington, so he certainly Convenient to get to. 85551 Coach. That's 51 coach, and of course, if you'd like that complimentary investor awareness guide, we are uh, tossing one of those out again this week here on the program. Just call the number and request one. Please leave your contact information if we don't have time to answer, so they can get back with you and get you that investor awareness guide. Uh, so Nathan, let's talk a little jargon here on this section. We we just <laughs> talked about uh, mom and, so, and yeah. some uh, yeah. and taking some regular old life sayings and turning those into That's some right. financial thoughts, but let's take a let's let's dive into a little bit of uh, technical information, I guess here on the program. Uh, non-correlated investments, non-correlated income—it's uh, a fancy-sounding term, word, things of that nature. <laughs> what does it mean? It so, let's kind of—that's kind of our jargon for the week. Let's discuss one of these and break it down for folks. Yeah,
2: yeah. So, non-correlated investments are simply investments that don't move the same. Okay, they—they they fluctuate differently. Differently. So, when okay. one investment's going up, the other investment potentially could be going down or not going up quite as much or whatever. That's uh, if it's completely non-correlated or negative correlation then it's going to be going the opposite direction of the other investment. So that's what it is. When it comes to investing, when it comes to income, it's really talking about things that are not related to market fluctuations, things that are I would say, you know, more guaranteed incomes, okay? Like your social security and wages and pension and and rental income and all these different sources of income out there that are not really necessarily based on what the market does and don't have a correlation with what the market is doing.
1: So income that doesn't rely on the market. Is that, yes, am I, okay. That's right. Okay. Yes, that's right. All right. So why is non-correlated income important?
2: Well, you know, it's, it's basically there because you don't want to have to, or it's important because you don't want to have to just rely on that, uh, you know, market-based, so being too heavily weighted, like we talk about, yeah, right. Okay. right. The fluctuation in that can really, uh, really drive you nuts. You know, throughout your retirement, if 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 the majority of your income is based on uh, the market fluctuations like that, so having that social security, having that potential pension, or uh, maybe you make a pension through an annuity or something along those lines, then that's going to help you you know meet your basic expenses on a regular basis without having to worry about that about that fluctuation in the market
1: okay so can you give us a few examples Nathan of what you know is non correlated income i'm assuming something like yeah. social security right yeah
2: it is i mean that's what i mentioned earlier social security pensions you know rental income annuity income if it's if it's going to be on a fixed annuity or based off of a fixed annuity, vari- variable annuities can be converted to income, but
1: that, okay, that let me, fluctuates. That, let me you ask know? you then, because somebody yeah. listening, folks listening might say, well, wait a minute, aren't annuity incomes tied into the market? Well, they can be. They don't have to be. So oh, okay, if you have okay. a, if you
2: have a variable annuity, then it it is, okay? That variable annuity is linked to the market or invested in the market somehow, and so it's going to be, you know, fluctuating based on whatever the market is doing, whatever your investments are doing for that day. So that income can fluctuate up and down. So that's not necessarily a, you know, non-correlated income there. But a fixed annuity is something that's going to pay you, you know, maybe 3, 4, 5% interest um, and when you convert it to an income stream or to a pension, when you annuitize it, then that's going to be a, a guaranteed payment for you. For it can be for life if that's what you want. So uh, there's a lot of different sources, I guess, of non-correlated income, and people, you know, have all types of different things based on what their situation has been throughout life. And sometimes people don't have any, and we say, hey, this is something you need to check out to get a little more guarantee there with your income to meet your monthly expenses.
1: Right. Okay. All right. Well, this is the financial answer. We're talking about non-correlated income. Uh, some different terms here, some things to think about and going through you know some of the the technicalities and in the in the language sometimes that can trip us up when we're thinking about our financial life. And that's why it's certainly a good idea to get a coach on your side that you can talk with and bounce things off of and ask for help and guidance along the way and and, and ask your own questions really as well. And of course, Nathan's always here to help out the community. 855-51-COACH. That's 855-51-COACH to get yourself on the calendar and uh, come in and have a consultation. There's no cost or obligation. You just have to reach out and make that initial contact. 855-51-COACH. So, Nathan, how much, just I guess your opinion or what's your thoughts here, how much of a retiree's income should we be looking at to come in from some of these non-correlated sources?
2: Yeah, well ideally, I mean if you if you need six thousand dollars a month to meet your retirement goals and wishes and expenses and all of these things, then you know, it would be great to have that six thousand a month coming in. But in most situations for people that's not the case. You know, most of the time, especially today, most of the time people just have that social security income. So that's gonna be your non correlated a lot of times people that I talk to don't have pensions. I do see that occasionally and that's good. That helps you meet those goals but um, you know, it, it's important to have a good balance of the two. You know, the the negative side of these non-correlated incomes like Social Security and pensions is they typically don't increase, you know, and Social Security increases. <laughs> it but, does, uh, right. Yeah, <laughs> Medicare eats up that cost as well. So, um, you know, the, of the increase that happens there. So pensions typically don't increase. Rental income over time will go up slightly, but not usually a whole lot. And so it's not something that's going to most of these. These types of income are not going to increase and help you outpace inflation to keep that same standard of living. This wasn't important 50 years ago when we only had a 10 year retirement. But today, with a 25, 30 year retirement, inflation is our number one enemy in most situations. So you've got to have something for your retirement that your income is based off of that helps to outpace inflation, like the market, some type of investment there that outpaces inflation over time to help you keep up that standard of living.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and it's it's so important that again as we're talking about things on the program we do each and every week that you know hopefully you extract a nugget or two of information, but it's so important that you you know have balance. As Nathan just said a minute mm-hmm. ago, balance is the key to everything in life. And of course, if I were to listen to my gym teacher and my nutritionist, <laughs> which I don't have, <laughs> I, I wouldn't be overweight. But hey, you know it's all about balance, right? So we all are guilty of, of uh, not being in balance sometimes. So We want to make sure we can, where we uh, especially when we can. And our financial health is the same as as our actual health. We want to make sure we're doing all I can to keep that balance. Well, we'll, let's wrap up our non-correlated conversation here, Nathan, with uh, maybe just an example of a recent case or someone that you've helped make the most of that uh, non-correlated income to maybe add some stability, maybe predictability, if if that's a good word.
2: You know, in in reality, and that is, that's a perfect word. Um, You know, it's stability and predictability are very important there. And so, I mean, what we're doing with all clients with their allocations is adding it to some extent, okay? And a lot of times we use bonds for that, very... high quality very short term bonds in the allocation that helps that to happen, but uh you know that's something that we do with a lot. but I was just talking with uh, a client who retired earlier this year, and you know we were looking at his uh situation and looking at his income, and you know he was he was like well i need to uh, I need to be able to draw this much off of my portfolio and all and I looked at his he had a pension in his okay. case, he had a good social security income also. And I said, "Hey, why don't you, uh, you know, take some time, go home, write out a budget, okay? Let's look at that because <laughs> you haven't done that since, you know, since you retired. You just retired last month, so you haven't done anything. Let's look at your expenses. Let's see what you need, and then uh, let's get back together." So he did that. We got back together in a week, and he was like, "You know." I'm pretty good. He said, my Social Security, my pension, I, I think they're going to meet all of my expenses. I'm going to have about $1,000 a month <laughs> left over. And I said, okay, so now is the time to plan your vacations. Let's travel the world. Let's do these things because he's saved very well throughout his gotcha. life. So I said, do these things that you've been putting off because you didn't have time. That's what That's what this is going to be for you because you've got really good non-correlated income to meet your expenses, to meet your goals the investments will help you now to do some fun things that you've always wanted to do. So, um, and he was excited. His, his face lit well, yeah, up yeah. about that, of course. As a matter the, of fact, I can't hardly get in touch with him now. Oh, because there you go. He's so busy, all. right? Yeah.
1: Is, well, right. no one likes the B word, you know, budget, but it is a useful right. tool, right? Especially as <laughs> we're getting is. close to retirement. It's very yeah. useful when we're starting out. Think about, uh, you know, we I know we have a few younger listeners as well, and I know you helped some folks through the Dave yeah. Ramsey thing. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, when we're starting out, we need a Budget, right? When we're when we're a young married couple or whatever, and we're trying to raise a family or get the family started, you know, a budget becomes incredibly useful. That's and important. and uh, yeah. we, you know, as our earning years progress, I think Where we, we lose always, that. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I think we get that? a little lax as we progress yeah. and maybe start to do a little better does. in life. Um, We try to spoil it. Maybe we just spoil ourselves. Who knows? But, but as we're getting closer to retirement again, it's certainly not a bad, it's never a bad idea, but it's certainly a bad idea as as we approach retirement to have that budget in place. Nothing. It's not like, you know, you can't spend money. It's just to show you where, uh, what you need, what you got coming in, just so you can kind of pull that puzzle piece together, kind of build that jigsaw out on the table. Right.
2: Yeah, it is. It's important to have that. And, you know, I mean, it, it doesn't matter how much income you have. If you spend more than that, then you're broke. And so it's, <laughs> right. it's, it's really crucial to make sure, especially during retirement, when you have limited sources of income, most people do anyway, at that point. And so you're on a fixed income at that point. So you need to stay and stick with a budget so you can really follow that and make sure my clients that have done that, that have followed that very well over their lifetime have done a really good job. They've been able to accomplish a lot of things that they were wanting to do throughout their retirement. And, you know, I've got some that haven't followed that quite as well. And, you know, they know it. They've got, you know, some problems in their situation. They they spent more than they should have or whatever. And so, you know, that's something that we're having to address with each of them. But, um, you know, it's, it's something that the budget is needs to be in your list of things to do throughout your life not just when you're first married and not just when you retire but really something that you stick to and follow throughout your life because it's so easy to get in financial trouble today it's just so
1: easy absolutely well this is the financial answer we were talking non-correlated income here on the program we're going to have some more conversation with Nathan O'Brien here on the other side but if you have questions or concerns or you just want to make sure that your budget's in track online for yourself and headed the way you need to be or you just have some questions in general again make sure you reach out to him get yourself on the calendar come in and have a consultation Eight five five fifty one 51 coach it's complimentary so give him a call 855-51-COACH Eight five five fifty one 51 coach we'll be right back Hey everybody, Mark Killian here, the host of The Financial Answer, reminding you not to forget, reach out for your Retirement Rescue Toolkit from Nathan O'Brien by texting the word RETIRE to 555-888. That's the word RETIRE to 555-888 on your smartphone. Don't forget, for your complimentary retirement rescue toolkit, text RETIRE to 555-888 or call
0: 855-51-COACH. Stay tuned. There is more coming up on The Financial Answer. Do you ever get tired of your financial advisor giving you a sales pitch and calling it a plan? At O'Brien & Associates, we believe every client deserves a financial plan that's customized to their unique situation. That's why we keep you and only you in mind when crafting your portfolio. After all, it's not just your money at stake. We recognize your well-being is on the line. So come in for a visit. Let us help you develop, implement, and monitor a strategy that's designed to address your individual situation. To schedule an appointment, call your local investor coach, Nathan O'Brien, at 855-51-COACH. That's 855-512-6224. Or simply, 855-51-COACH.
3: Sure, you could eat hamburgers and hot dogs every day. But is that really what's best for you? What about your financial health? Is it really best to work with an advisor that can only offer you one or two products? Of course not. So keep listening to The Financial Answer to hear what it's like to work with an advisor who puts your financial health above all else.
1: Back here in the third quarter of The Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien. And uh, certainly appreciate your time today here on the program. As we mentioned earlier on the show, happy Mother's Day to all the ladies out there. I know it's tomorrow, but, you know, Mm -hmm. we still get the same idea. Make sure that you uh, call, text, say hi to your mom. If she's no longer with us, you can still take a minute to honor her and think about her. So always something good to do. And, of course, if you have questions, though, as it pertains to retirement and finances, well, Nathan can give you a hand with that part. So give him a jingle at 855-51-COACH. Eight five five fifty one. 51 coach He is the founder at O'Brien & Associates, your local investor coach right here in the Hub City. You can also check him out online at investorcoach.net. That's investorcoach.net common sense, Nathan, we're going to kind of maybe bring this back around to mom, sort of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because <laughs> mom was always saying, do you have common sense? What's wrong with you? <laughs> I heard that too. <laughs> you heard that too. Uh, but I'm going to kind of said that to my kids a few yeah, times. I was so, going to say, so. we, we all have the tendency to say that, right? Uh, I'm going <laughs> to kind of flip the script here and go uncommon sense. And, and I say this because at first glance, some of the statements I'm going to give you, I think everyone would agree that these are basic common yeah, sense okay. statements, okay? okay. Uh-huh. But yet our behavior winds up making our common oh, sense yeah. a little uncommon. Yeah. Okay. So exactly we, we basically say this. something and we do the opposite. Yeah, right. <laughs> so right. Uh, Buy low, sell high. Like a, Not a new concept. Just like the diet thing you were talking just about. Just like the right, diet right? thing. Right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <We do. laughs> yep. So
2: buy low, sell high. Not, yeah, not a new concept. A, we, it's not. No. We, we all agree no. to it. That is actually the golden rule of investing. You know, we've got so, the golden rule in the Bible right, and, right. and all that, but this is the golden rule of investing. So, why do we do it? So high. It's because our emotion kills us. Yeah. Okay. okay. We yeah. all have this instinct of fight or flight, you know, and when the market goes down, and we lose money, we can't fight the market. It's right. not something we can to run. So yeah, so we're <laughs> gonna hit the road, you know, we're gonna get out of there. So it goes down, we jump out. And and that's the worst thing to do. Because, you know, I hear people say this all the time, you know, it's just on paper and all of that. And that's true. But it is based on our emotions, our gut makes us do the wrong things at the wrong time, we can look at market inflows and outflows. And it is amazing when you look at how people react to market fluctuations. For example, last year, market went up all year long, okay? A lot of people weren't in the market. We can tell by market inflows, a lot of people weren't in the market until the last quarter of last year, okay? Wow. And then what happened this year uh, market fe- went down february took a big old yeah. drop yeah guess what's happening uh. everybody's jumping out everybody jumped out there uh, not everybody right. but a lot of people jumped out
1: and so they they're being skittish more. now
2: they are yeah. yeah they're being skittish now based on that so you cannot see the future you don't know what's going to happen you don't know when the market is going to fluctuate up or down and so There's no reason to be jumping like that and, you know, trying to guess it or trying to time it or whatever. So buy low and sell high. Well, we're going to hit that one too, yeah. Yeah, I'm (laughs) sure. I'm sure that's part of it. So uh, buy low and sell high. That's the key to investing Uh, over the long term. You will be successful if you can do that. But it takes discipline.
1: And I think that's going to probably wind up being the overarching emotion or the overarching uh, thing to this whole segment here is discipline. But that's something okay. that, as us humans know, it's tough to do sometimes. Yeah. yeah um, but let's let's continue on with some uncommon sense here. Don't pay more in taxes than you have to. I think, again, everybody's going to agree with that, right? We yeah, We all yeah. want to pay our fair share, but not a penny more.
2: That's right. I mean, that is common sense. I mean, you know, but, <laughs> but as, yet what we you're don't talking do it. about. Yeah, that's right. We don't. I mean, that's something... we. We tend to focus on just, you know, what comes to my mind first thing is tax preparation, you know, we take our our stuff in on April the 15th for our accountant to take care of, but that's last year. You right, know, tax day is one thing we think about. Yeah, right. that's right. That's what happened last year. We're not planning ahead of time and doing tax planning for the coming year or for what's going to happen in the future. That's a big difference. And also, you know, when it comes to investing, that's important as well to make sure that your taxable accounts are being tax managed and make sure they're not causing extra taxes are more than necessary on the taxes. So this is something that you don't want to think about after the fact because you already owe the bill at that point. So it's important to address it ahead of time and make sure that you're set up for the future because we know what the tax laws are for this year. We know how to Fix potential problems that were there last year. So just do it. Don't wait till the last minute. Well, I I think the majority
1: of us, though, we are reactive versus being proactive. (laughs) Absolutely.
2: When it comes to tax planning, and even most CPAs are that way, you know, it's not their fault. I mean, it's just how the industry is. We go in, it's become the norm, and we just do it. Yeah, that's right. Just take that information in, and they're not saying, well, you need to do this, this, and this in most situations. They're just filing your numbers. You get your return or have to ping in, whatever. And it's, over. That's it.
1: Well, as a financial advisor, is that something that you look at? Now, I know you're not a CPA, but you work with them. But do you take that into account as you're working on plans?
2: Absolutely, we look at every single client's tax return from the previous year and make sure that things are set up going forward. I try to look for potential issues. I'm not an accountant; I don't try to even act like one, and so it's uh, it's <laughs> something that we something that we do review. I mean, just you know, I've learned things through time, through, over time, that you know I need to watch for need to make sure that clients are taken advantage of, and we'll look through and make sure that they're doing that. And if they are, great. If not, we help fix it and tell them, "Hey, let's have a conversation with your accountant and myself and, you know, all together in the room, because I can ask the questions and make sure things are taken care of that you may not think of. So that's one of the things that a lot of my clients use me for. Well, which good. is good. I enjoy
1: it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, again, it's a whole kind of synergistic type of thing when you're talking about financial planning, getting that financial coach on your side. There's a whole synergy involved to the whole concept because there's so many puzzle pieces that you do need these things working together. Eight five five fifty one coach This is the Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien, Eight five five fifty one coach We want to keep costs low, Nathan. Mm-hmm. That's no secret. We want to keep yeah. our the cost of our investments down, yet we wind up sometimes overpaying for things. Yeah, so yeah, this happens a lot.
2: And a lot of times people they'll look at the cost and and they think it's low and they don't realize that. Or they'll it's see not. that one major yeah.
1: cost because the person says, "Well, the fees are less than 1%," but then when right. you go digging, it really that's the advisor it's, fee maybe. It's not.
2: Yeah, there's so many different fees out there that you've got to be aware of. And, you know, another big mistake, Mark, that I see people make is they'll look at that mutual fund and they'll look at just the expense ratio, okay? okay. Which that's easy to find. You can Google that for the mutual fund and and if you see that it's fairly low in your mind or whatever, then you think, okay, that's not bad. But you're not looking at all of the costs there associated with that. Just like you mentioned, there may be advisor fees there, there may be commissions, there also may be turnover fees, turnover costs. So that's, you know, how often the money manager of that fund is changing, buying and selling different stocks inside the fund. So that can be a really expensive cost there. And a lot of people don't even know of that. They're not even aware of that. So also don't make the mistake of just simply focusing on on absolute lowest cost investments because that's going to end up all you have in your portfolio is an S&P 500 index fund. You know, can, you can buy that for almost nothing. And the problem with that is there's no diversification there. So you have in, everything going up and down together. You have no correlation. So make sure that you, know, you do focus and get the lowest cost you can for the diversification that you need in your portfolio to reach your goals to what you're trying to accomplish.
1: Absolutely. This is the financial answer. We are talking talking about uncommon sense things that uh, we hear we know are common sense statements but we tend to do the opposite sometimes we act basically in detriment to our own needs a lot of times. we got two more here left, Nathan, but I'm going to flip the script and do uh, the second one first because in honor of mom, I want to save the last one to kind of tie that back around to dear old mom. But uh, market timing, you mentioned it earlier in this segment. Look, we've talked about it a number of times. It's virtually impossible. Uh, you got to be right twice. And (laughs) as as my wife will tell you, I'm never right once, let alone twice.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's true for most people, unfortunately, with that. So, you know, when you're talking about market timing, that's just changing your mix of investments based on a belief about the future, okay? So you think the market's gonna do better so you get more in stocks or you buy into the market. You think it's gonna do bad so you switch them over to bonds or you go to CDs or you get out of the market completely or whatever, okay? So that's one of the examples of market timing. There's all kinds of different things out there. A lot of times, advisors will try to fool you and say, hey, we're gonna focus on energy sectors this quarter or uh, health sector. This quarter, or something along those lines, that's market timing in disguise. Okay. So, uh, you know, be careful with that and avoid that. But this ultimately leads down again to our emotions. Okay. How we react based on what we think about, you know, what's going to happen in the future. And our emotions get us in trouble again. And, you know, Mark, this is one of the things that actually a lot of these things that we've talked about are what the investor awareness guide really hits on. Okay. okay? And it helps people understand this is what you're actually doing in your mind. You may not even realize it, but you are market timing a lot. You are stop picking a lot. And so these are things that have been proven by science, not by financial industry, by science, okay, by Nobel Prizes that have been won on investing. This is what works with, with investing. These are things to avoid with investing. And so this guide is going to talk about that with you. If you'd like a free copy of that, just give us a call, 855-51-COACH. That's 855-51-COACH. Let us know you'd like the guide. Just say, hey, I'd like to get the investor awareness guide. Give me a call back at my number and so forth, okay? Yep, and yep. we'll get back with you.
1: Yeah, it's just that simple, folks. Call eight five five fifty one Coach and uh, and say you know for example say Hey, this is Mark and I'd like to get a copy of that investor uh, guide and uh, you can reach me at blah 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 and they'll get that right out to you and you can even tell them that this Mark sent you if you want and that'll make it a will <laughs> make it a special note. Tanya will put a smiley face or something on there. <laughs> but uh, and uh, yeah, but you bring up a great point though. Like our emotions get in the way and, and everyone's probably nodded along with us as we've gone through this. Right we've said yeah. buy low, sell yeah. high and blah 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 and they're yeah. not in their head as they're driving down along the road on the car or whatever and they're like yep they're right absolutely but then they'll turn around and do the opposite yeah. you know so we we got to realize careful.
2: that they're almost everyone is doing this when i have someone come in and talk to me when I do an analysis on their portfolio mm-hmm. look at what they're investing in, they are doing these things. They yeah. don't realize it, but they are doing these things. It may not be them. It may be their advisor.
1: Yeah. And we just, we tend to get in our own way. And so we, you've got to have, again, you've got to have that coach helping you out. Well, uh, we, like I said, we've got this last one here and I kind of saved this for last because we'll tie it back into the initial segment with mom. And we've all heard maybe mom or even grandmom say, don't put all your eggs in one basket, <laughs> dear. You know? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and that's good common sense, but that's we right. tend to do the opposite.
2: Yeah, it is. And the thing that where I see people make mistakes here is they own a lot of different mutual funds. Okay. So they have maybe five or 10 different mutual funds. And so they think they're diversified, but even the names of the mutual funds may be different. You may even have different fund companies. Okay. But the problem that most people have, and this is you, okay. You're most people. The problem that most people have true. is that they have very little diversification inside those funds, especially if it's in a 401k, your 401k funds, you may have 20 or 30 different funds that you can invest in. but I. Almost guarantee you, and I can't hardly say that word, you know, but almost guarantee you that a lot of those funds that are in that 401k are going to be in large cap stocks. That's all they invest in. So if you, for example pick five or ten out of those 30 in your 401k there's a very high chance that those five or ten invest in the same stocks even though they all have different names they probably invest in the same stocks. so you've got all of your eggs in one basket when that basket goes up everything looks great but when that basket goes down then you lose a lot you get fearful you think "Oh, I'm, i'm not doing this right i don't know how to fix this because i'm diversifying i'm not putting all my eggs in one basket i've got all these different mutual funds but You don't have different investments inside those mutual funds. That's the problem.
1: That's the key. Yep, absolutely. Well, we're going to take another break here for a second. But before we do, go ahead and one more time. Just remind folks, if you'd like that investor awareness guide, uh, it's pretty simple to get. And all you got to do is what?
2: Yeah. You just give us a call. 855-51-COACH. We'll send that guide out to you. We'll send you a hard copy and we'll also email you a copy. So you will have that. Uh, It's a great guide to help you understand a lot of these things that we've been talking about and how to fix
1: it. It's a good way to get started, folks. And it's complimentary. 855-51-COACH to request your own investor awareness guide. Uh, 855-51-COACH. We'll be right back here on The Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien. We're going to take some questions from you around the area. Don't go anywhere. or call 855-51-COACH. Stay tuned. There is more coming up on The Financial Answer.
3: Throughout history, people have relied on sensei, scholars, and philosophers for answers to difficult questions. Although we can't help you discover the meaning of life, we can help you sort through the numbers and figures in your financial plan. Keep listening to The Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien.
1: Well, we're cruising down the home stretch here today on The Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien, registered investment advisor, chartered retirement planning counselor, as well as your local SmartVestor Pro with Dave Ramsey and the founder at O'Brien & Associates. An all-around good guy as well, so you got questions or concerns about your financial life, your retirement future, the structure of your plan, or maybe you don't even have a plan at all, give Nathan a jingle and come in and have a conversation. 855-51-COACH. That's your number to call, 855-51-COACH, to get yourself on the calendar for a complimentary consultation. And he's been doing this for over 15 years. It's such a great resource to tap into here in the Hub City. Do yourself the favor this Mother's Day weekend and call Nathan and get yourself an appointment on the counter for a time that's convenient for you. I promise you that you'll at least uh, walk out of there with more information than you came in with when it comes to the finances. So, And maybe even fishing if you bring that up, because he's pretty knowledgeable in that <laughs> arena as well. But uh, time I'll for try. the mailbag. Yeah, he'll talk your head off now, folks, about some fly fishing. I'm just saying. Uh, but uh, it's time for the mailbag here on the show we get questions into the website and that's investorcoach.net again investorcoach.net and we got a question from Martin and Martin says uh Nathan because of some past medical issues I've been told that I will not be able to get long term care insurance do I need to okay. figure out how to self insure what's your thoughts
2: yeah. So Martin, there's a lot of things that you can do there besides just self-insuring. I mean, that may be a, an option for you, but uh, it, it's an expensive option. I mean, you need to plan on potentially four years of care at 60,000 a year. So quite a bit of money there that you yeah. got to look at setting aside. One of the things that you can do also is, I don't know if you've heard of it, but this is this is called a hybrid annuity. okay, And it's something that you can do and it's considered a link between long-term care insurance and an annuity, but you don't have to, you know, go through answering any health questions or anything like that to qualify. So what it does is, let's say you put a $100,000 into this annuity, it's going to make interest for you and grow for you. But then if you do go into a long-term care facility, assisted living, nursing home, anything along those lines, a lot of times those policies will double or triple that value for you to use for that type of a benefit. So the long-term care insurance is hard to qualify for. A lot of people. So, this is another option through what it's called a hybrid annuity. If you don't like that, then you can also look at maybe talking to an elder law attorney. Uh, Here in Jackson, we've got a couple of different attorneys. There's one in Huntington, there's there's, uh, one really good one here in Jackson as well. So, And if you're not familiar with them, definitely call our office. We'll be glad to get you lined up with them and and get an appointment for you. So they are just basically going to do some estate planning for you to help you understand what to do and how to set things up through trust potentially and that kind of thing to try to protect assets just in case you do go into facility. But it's not cheap, okay? So don't go into that picture thinking that uh, that's going to be your least expensive option because it probably won't be. But it's an option for you. Well, so, great uh, good question. Re- yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. Great question, Martin. And again, uh, as Nathan said, there's a couple things to think about the hybrid annuity. Uh, maybe talking with an elder law attorney as well. So certainly, you know, have a conversation, reach out give a call 855-51-COACH, 855-51-COACH. Nathan, we got a question from Lisa and she said, you know, honestly, I listen to you guys talk on the radio here and you talk about me coming in and having a consultation. Here's my question, my question or my problem. I don't even know what I would say. I don't know how to start. I don't know what it would even look like. I get <laughs> nervous when I think about coming in and sitting down and talking to someone about my financial life. I just I just feel really uneasy. How does this even start? That's a great question. Yeah, actually.
2: it is. It is, Lisa. So, I mean... A lot of times people think that they have to bring in a lot of information do a lot of work on the front end before they come in and, and that's not the way that we do it at my firm so what's gonna happen Lisa is you schedule a time with us you come in we have a consultation I'll ask you some questions then I'll open it up for you to ask me some questions we're gonna see if we're a good fit for each other at that point and then if we are then we'll go forward we'll go to another meeting you know maybe the next week or whatever at that point and I will have a list If there is a list, or maybe just one or two items that you need to bring to that next meeting. So I try to make it as simple a process as possible. You will need to bring in information at some point, but I always give people a list of things to bring in. So this is what you need. I need your tax return from this last year. I need, you know, the most recent statement in your 401k. Let's look at that. So just simple things like that. So don't worry about that ahead of time, Lisa, not with us anyway. Just if you, feel like you need some help, then schedule a time. We'll make the process as easy and simple as possible. And uh, I mean, that's my job. I'll help you flow through this and then help you get a clear understanding of what needs to happen, what you need to do. You're not going to end up with a 75-page
3: financial <laughs> plan.
2: For most people, we're going to give you one page and show you, hey, this is what you need to do. This is, These are things you need to do. Then I can give you the plan if you want to back up why I'm making those recommendations. <laughs> so, right.
1: Well, I, and I think that's a great question, because I, I know a lot lot of different advisors out there probably send out an initial maybe packet or something and they want you to fill out a bunch of different things and, and that's fine as you as you said at that's some overwhelming point, a lot of times it can't like, be on I the found. initial conversation yeah, yeah right yeah. so one of the things that i like about how nathan does this lisa and again it's the same thing the only thing you really have to and nathan you correct me if i'm wrong but the only yeah. thing you got to bring to the first meeting is yourself
2: Yeah, that's right. I mean, if you're married, bring your spouse. Okay, good point. Yeah, that's right. So, I mean, you know, having both of you there is important. I'm going to ask for that when you do schedule a time that both people are there if you are married. And so other than that, we're just going to talk. It may be a 15-minute conversation. It may be 45 minutes, but we're just going to talk and see, you know, what you're looking for, if I can help you, if you're a good fit for what we're trying to do, if we're a good fit for what you're trying to do. So that's what that first meeting is all about. And then we go from there. All right. Well, great.
1: Yeah. yeah so don't easy. get too wrapped up, folks. Lisa, I'm sure there's other folks just like you in that same boat, so oh, don't yeah, feel bad. Question yeah, question a lot. Yeah. And just, you know, call and come in and have that one-on-one chat. The nice thing about having somebody local versus, you know, you could Google and find about a billion different answers to some of your questions <laughs> and, and maybe get one of those robo-advisors or whatever the case is. But, uh, you know, when things happen, you've got someone local that you can turn to to ask questions, bounce things off of. And so that's uh, one of the reasons we do the program here on The Financial Answer. 855-51-COACH, Lisa or anyone else who's got questions and concerns, it's a pretty easy process. 855-51-COACH, 855-51-COACH. We are about out of time, but we've got time for just one more real fast. And okay. uh, unfortunately, uh, Helen writes in that, that her father just passed away a couple weeks ago. Our condolences mm-hmm. here from the yes, program. Definitely. But her question is, uh, Nathan, what should I do to help ensure that my mom is going to be okay financially?
2: Yeah. So I'm sorry for your loss, definitely. And, uh, you know, a real simple thing to do with your mom is, first of all, tell her not to rush into making any decisions. Okay. You don't want her to, you know, be forced or rushed into making any decisions on anything real quickly. So, but just simple things that I would do is just look at her budget. Look, you know, we talked about that non-correlated income that's not linked to the market. So what what are her guaranteed sources of income that are coming in? Look at that. Look at that versus her experience expenses. Then, you know, see what needs to happen there. If, it, if there's any additional that needs to be coming in from investments to, to meet those expenses or goals or whatever, then those are simple things that you can do with her and just help her, you know, kind of be that second set of eyes, just making sure that, you know, I'm sure she's very down at this point. And so that can be a time, you know, when things can get overwhelming pretty easily. So, yeah. you know, take some time with her and do that. Schedule a time with us if you want or with with any financial planner, It'd be a great time to just sit down with someone, get things coordinated and get an idea of where mommy is and make sure that uh, she's gonna be okay going forward. And again, I'm sorry for your loss, Helen.
1: Yeah, just kind of pull it all together. There might be a great place to start. And it may already be the case. You know, we don't know. You don't mention in the email, but sometimes uh, when someone passes, there's already kind of been uh, some prep work done. Uh, a lot of times, unfortunately, we do see that that's not been the case. And I'm kind of reading between the lines here that maybe that is the case here, which is why Helen's probably reached out. So I would say that's some great advice from Nathan is to help mom pull together what her her income looks like, a budget, basically, some what's coming in, what's going out, grab a few things together and then sit down and have a conversation with a financial professional, certainly. 855-51-COACH is the number to call if you'd like to come in and talk with Nathan, and he can certainly help walk you through some of those steps. And then again, if Dad's done a lot of those things before he passed and there's a lot of uh, that paperwork there together and she's just unsure how to proceed with it, there's certainly nothing wrong with having a conversation on that as well. Maybe there is a plan and just a second opinion needs to be looked at from a different angle. 855-51-COACH. 855-51-COACH. Nathan, as always, thanks for being here on the program this week. Uh, We're going to jump out of here real quick, but uh, let me just go ahead and let you tell about the Investor Awareness Guide one more time. We've got about 30 seconds before we go.
2: Yeah, great. So, the investor awareness guide is going to just help you understand what things you need to avoid with investing. We all have some basic understanding with investing. You know, don't market time, don't stop pick, you know, don't gamble with your money, diversify all of these things. But a lot of times I find that people are not actually doing that, or your advisor is not actually doing that in your portfolio. So, this investor guide is just going to help you understand how to avoid those things how to number one see if you're you're doing that and also how to avoid those things so if you'd like your free copy of that just simply give our office a call 855-51-COACH let us know you'd like the investor guide we'll give you a call back get your mailing address we'll send that out to you Uh, we'll also send you a copy through email as well it's a great guide I've had so many people request this through the years and had great responses on this if you haven't ever received this you are missing out it is a great guide to help you understand more about your retirement and investing
1: 855-51 coach folks if you'd like your own complimentary investor awareness guide from nathan O'Brien at O'Brien and associates 855-51 coach well buddy thank you so much for being on the program as always happy mother's day to your lovely wife and all the ladies out there
2: same to yours thank you
1: and uh, we'll do it all again next week here on the financial answer have yourself a great weekend folks talk to you next time